Blog Talk Radio. Praise God. Welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio. We have Evangelist Janet Taylor for the next two hours. Having a blessed hour today here with Evangelist Janet Taylor. You now have the mic. Amen, amen, amen. Well, welcome to Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. This is your hostess, Evangelist Janet Taylor, coming to you live from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. 
Glory be to God. So excited to have you with us. Here we are getting down to the end of the year. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And so tonight we have a special message for the people of God. But I just want to give you some information. If you uh, want to reach out to us, you can do so by phone at 336-830-0601 or by email at jet245 at msn.com. Or if you still write snail mail, you can write us at P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. And our web address, you can find us on the Internet at www.wallsoffiredeliveranceMIN.com. Glory be to God. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for the sweet hour of prayer. Uh, We are a group of prayer warriors that come together every Monday through Saturday at 12 noon to 1 p.m., And we pray together. We pray for our nation. We pray for one another. And we pray for the needs of other people. Glory be to God. That's uh, Monday through Saturday at 12 noon. And then on Sunday night at Eastern uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to join us, that number is 425-436-6333. And the access code is 7165050, followed by the pound sign. Again, that is the sweet hour of prayer, Monday through Saturday at 12 noon, and on Sunday night at 8 p.m. This is Eastern Standard Time, so if you live in another time zone, you will have to adjust your timing. Glory be to God. And the phone number is area code 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050. So, and that's followed by the pound sign. So, we hope that you'll join us for prayer. Glory be to God. We have a few more days left in this year. And we just get together and pray. Glory be to God. The word of God says that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. But it also says in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. Well, I'm here to tell you, if we ever needed God to heal our land, it is now. I'm not just talking about America. I'm talking about our homes, our families. We need God to heal our land. Glory be to God in the highest. And the only way that's going to happen is through prayer. When the people of God come together and pray, glory be to God, for one another. And some things come out but by fasting and prayer. So we're going to have to fast and pray in order to remove some of these stubborn uh, blockages and these stubborn spirits that don't want to go. But prayer 
is going to be the avenue that God uses to uh, heal our land. So I want to invite you to join us for the sweet hour of prayer. Glory be to God so that we can pray together. Glory be to God. You pray for us and we'll pray for you. But join us on this prayer mountain. That phone number again is 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. All right, we're going to get directly into the message tonight. So those of you that have your Bibles, you know, and yesterday I celebrated my birthday, and boy, was it a wonderful birthday. I went to breakfast with my big sister, uh, and we celebrate our birthdays together. We've done it for probably the last 10 years. We celebrate our birthdays together. Hers is the 26th, mine is the 27th, and we just had a wonderful time. Then uh, my husband and I, we went out, did a little bit of shopping, and uh, then we met some friends later at a restaurant, and we dined sumptuously. So uh, we had a wonderful day on yesterday, but every day in the Lord is a wonderful day. It just happened to be my birthday on yesterday. So I want to give a shout-out and say thank you to everyone who wished me a happy birthday. Sister Kim, if you're listening, I got your birthday greeting. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful surprise, and I give God praise for the people, for the women of God over in Germany. Yes, I need to tell you that we have a Bible study, a, a women's Bible study over in Germany. Glory be to God. God is expanding our territory. And I just want to thank him for what he's doing in that group in Germany. Hallelujah. So, um, no, I don't speak German. We have an English-speaking person who is with us, and she interprets. But how awesome it is that God would put us uh, in Germany. Glory be to God in the highest. And uh, we got the Macedonian call, and we said yes. Glory be to God. And that gets me down to the message tonight. Those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me um, to Luke chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 26. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1, and we're going to start at verse 26 and go down to verse 38. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Like I said, we got that Macedonian call, and we said yes. Glory be to God. You see, whenever God uh, calls us and asks us to do something, we don't have to know all the ins and outs. We don't have to know how to even do what he has asked us to do. We don't have to be uh, skilled in that. But what we have to do is be willing Glory be to God. The Bible tells us in Isaiah, if ye Isaiah chapter one, if ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. So I was willing. I didn't know how it was going to come to pass. I didn't know how God was going to do it. As a matter of fact, I said to God, "You always ask me to do something that I don't know how to do." But He always shows me how to do it. 
or he'll put somebody in my path that knows how to do it, and then they do it. So I didn't know how to do a, a, a Bible study in Germany. I had no clue. But guess what? God knew. Glory be to God. And he put it together, and he brought it to pass, and now we have been having Bible study every Wednesday in Germany for about four or five months. We started back in September, and here it is now December, and um, this Bible study is still going strong. So to God be the glory, not boasting in, in, in our ministry, just wanting to encourage somebody to let them know that if God asks you to do something, where God guides, he provides. He will show you exactly what to do. And this is not the first time that God has asked me to do something that I didn't know how to do. And I always tell him, Lord, I don't know how to do that. But he always shows me how to get it done. And then he brings it to pass. God is just looking for a yes. He's just looking for a yes. So that gets us down to our message tonight. All right. Starting in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26, and it says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Now, the topic of tonight's message is give God your yes. Give God your yes. Just tell God yes. Mary had the most un I'll say incredible visitation from heaven ever known to man. The angel Gabriel was sent by God to this young virgin girl. She was engaged, or the Bible says espoused, to Joseph. But they had not consummated that marriage. They had said all the vows, but the marriage could not be consummated until Joseph went away and prepared a place for her. So he had to go away and build a house for her. And this took about a year. And then he would come back and get his bride. And then they would consummate the marriage. You see, not only did he have to build the house, but he had to furnish it completely. This is why the Bible tells us over in the book of John in the 14th chapter that Jesus said, I go away to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. That is That was the Jewish tradition. That was their custom. The espousal or uh, the betrothal was a formal ceremony. The bride, the bride's family, the groom, and the groom's family came together for a ceremony, and the vows were exchanged, but, and the dowry was given, but the marriage was not consummated until he came back. A year later, after having built and furnished the house, this is why Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many mansions, and I'm going away to prepare a place for you. Glory be to God. He was speaking, hallelujah, prophetically to the church as the bride of Christ, because that is Jewish custom for the groom to go away and prepare a place for his bride and then come back and take her to this place and then consummate the marriage. Glory be to God. So this foreshadows um, the wedding supper of the bride and, 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 and uh, of Christ meeting our our uh, groom, which is Jesus Christ. All right. Mary, who has already betrothed, she's betrothed to Joseph, but they have not consummated the marriage. So it is impossible for her to be with child, but yet she receives this greeting with these elaborate instructions from Gabriel, and Gabriel tells her that she is highly favored, 
and blessed among women. And he knew her response was going to be one of terror. So the first thing he said was, fear not. And he says, you have found favor with God. Then he tells her that she's going to conceive and bring forth a son, and his name will be Jesus. And Mary, Mary is, she's got to be perplexed because she has not known a man. She has not known Joseph or any man. And so the angel said that Jesus is going to rule over the house of Jacob and of his kingdom. There will be no end. And Mary says, how can this be when I've never been with a man? And the angel explained it. Gabriel explained it. He said, the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. He said, and this thing, this holy thing that's going to come from you is going to be born, it's going to be of the Lord. And he shall be called the Son of God. And then he went on to explain, he said, and your cousin Elizabeth, which was barren, is also pregnant. And she is in her sixth month. And everybody knew that Elizabeth was barren. Her and Zechariah had not had any children. But the angel brings Mary the news of her conceiving and also tells her that Elizabeth is also pregnant. Glory be to God. And the angel says, See, yeah, Elizabeth was barren, but with men it is impossible. But with God, Nothing shall be impossible. And so after Mary heard everything that the angel Gabriel said, as crazy as it sounded, as far-fetched or as impossible as it seemed, she said yes. She said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to your word. Glory be to God in the highest. And the Bible says, and Gabriel left. Now just imagine if you or I have been in that situation. Because of what a woman being pregnant out of wedlock meant, it meant death for Mary. What that meant, but still she said yes, even at the peril of her own life. She said yes. And that's what God is looking for in this hour. The word of the Lord to the body of Christ in this season is to tell God yes. Give God your yes, even when you don't understand. No matter what the Lord says to you, make sure 
that you tell God yes, no matter how hard or how seemingly impossible it is, just say yes to God and leave the details to him. Just like the angel visited Elizabeth and Mary and told them of their assignments, there will be angelic visitations to many in this season. See that you don't miss your hour of visitation by being too busy, being distracted, or being too lazy to get up and get in your quiet place to hear what God is saying. Because it will be very specific to you only. It's going to be a word to you. So make sure that you give God your yes, because he may not come back again. He, he, he may not ask you a second time. Whatever God asks of you, give God your yes. That is what God is, is looking for in this hour. It is, it is trusting God all thy heart and with all thy might and with all thy soul and leaning not to our own understanding. Because in the natural, Mary couldn't understand how she was going to be pregnant. Even though Gabriel explained it to her, he said it's going to be the Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. And this holy thing that's going to be born of you is going to be the Son of God. Don't you know she did not understand that? She couldn't have. He was speaking heavenly words to her in an earthly atmosphere. She, her brain was trying to process something that had never happened before. But yet, she said, according to your handmaid, be it unto me. Yeah, I know I'm going to be talked about. Yeah, I know people are going to come against me. I'm going to be falsely accused. They're going to say that I have fornicated. When I know that I have not, I am still a virgin. Nobody's going to understand this. I don't even know if Joseph is going to believe me. I, I, I don't know how this is going to end. I don't know if he's going to turn completely against me or have me stoned to death. But my answer is yes. My answer is yes. It is imperative and so very important that we tell God yes, no matter what he asks of us. He may ask us to go somewhere or do or say something for him. God may ask us to let go of someone or something. God may ask you to sacrifice something or even to give something that you value to someone else. Whatever, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Whatever God says or asks you to do, 
Just do it. You see, Nike did not coin that phrase. Nike has borrowed that phrase. When Jesus was at the wedding in Cana of Galilee, his mother went to him and said, they have run out of wine. And Jesus said, woman, it's not my time. And what does that have to do with me? And his mother turned to the servant and said to the servant, whatever he says, just do it. So that doesn't come from Nike. That comes from the Bible. And it was this same Mary, the mother of Jesus, who coined that phrase. So whatever God asks you to do, don't delay. Don't try to bargain with God. Just give God your yes. And allow him to bring it to pass according to his plan and according to his purpose. Let God have his way in your life and let his will be done. You know, we pray that all the time. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But we are constantly trying to push our will, our agenda. We are constantly trying to say, no, Lord, not this. No, Lord, don't. No, I, I, I don't want that. No, I, I don't want to go over there. No, I don't want to. Uh-uh. No, Lord. let God have his way. Just surrender. Give God your yes. You don't have to understand it. One of the greatest messages I have ever heard preached was by Bishop William E. Colgan, and the message was entitled, it stuck with me all these years. He has gone on to glory now, but the message was entitled, Trust and Obey God even where you don't understand. Out of all the messages, and I heard some great messages, but that one stuck with me. Why? Because it was the message that I needed, and it carried me through some very difficult circumstances. I'm going to testify in a little bit. Everything that God asked me to do was not easy. It was not simple. I'll share with you momentarily. So just give God your yes. This is critical. Mary, she was young. She was a young, unmarried Jewish girl who was betrothed to Joseph of the line of David. She was a virgin but received a visitation from the angel Gabriel. And he told her something so awesome, so spectacular. It was it was incredible. It was simply incredible. It was unbelievable. 
but yet, no matter how hard it was for her to grasp it, Mary's response was, be it unto me according to thy word. Mary gave God her yes, knowing or not knowing how it was going to go down. She didn't know if she was going to be stoned to death, an unmarried uh, virgin coming up pregnant. What? The shame, the gossip. Let's don't talk about what the law said. She shall be stoned. She shall be put to death by stoning. But yet Mary said yes. She did not worry. She did not fret. And one thing she did not do, she did not consider her own fate. She didn't say, let me pray about it, like some Christians do. She simply said yes. She didn't try to bargain with God. If I do this, then will you do that? No, she simply said yes. And that is what God wants from you. God wants your yes. Give God your yes. Glory be to God. Let me tell you something. God already knows everything there is to know about you. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. That's Jeremiah 1 and 5. You see, before you and I were born, God chose you. He called you and separated you for his use. And you say, well, what about all those years I was in sin? God knew about those years. He took that into account. Nothing catches God by surprise. But he knew he was going to save you. He knew you were going to cry out to him to be saved. And he knew exactly when it was going to happen. His hand is on your life, and it has always been on your life. Even if you tried to run away from your purpose like Jonah did, God will find you and speak to you. Even if you did something that you are terribly ashamed of and walked away from it all like Moses, God will still find you and speak. Speak to you. Find you wherever you are. The psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, he is there also. Where can you run from the presence of the Lord? Jonah tried. He got on a ship and went to Tarsus. Well, he tried not, he tried not to go where God told him to go, which was to Nineveh. And guess what? He ended up in the belly of a whale 
for three days and three nights. And it was not until Jonah gave God his yes did that whale vomit him out. And he vomited him out on the seashore. God will find us wherever we go. There's nowhere we can go to hide or run from the presence of the Lord. You may not want to be chosen. You may not want to be called. You may not want to be separated for his use. But the truth of the matter is, the decision is not up to you. You might want to be like everybody else. You might just want to go along to get along. You might just be one of those people that's just trying to fit in and you want to blend in. And God says, I have called you unto me. I have separated you unto myself. You're called out. You're a chosen vessel. You will never blend in or fit in because of the call of God that's on your life. I know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to somebody tonight. I'm talking to somebody tonight. Glory be to God. God calls who he wants to call, and he chooses who he wants to choose. He anoints who he wants to anoint. So I've learned by now, I just say yes to him. I remember one time I was on my way. I was driving to South Carolina to preach. And I began to have a conversation with God about my children. I had lost custody of my children when I was strung out on crack cocaine and was a prostitute in the street. And during this time, which was over 13 years, my children were taken away from me. And I remember when I got saved, I wanted my children back. I wanted God to restore the years that the canker worm had eaten. I wanted God to put my family back together. I wanted God to turn everything around immediately. I had made up mind that I was going to serve God till I die. That's what I told him when he saved me. I said, God, if you will save me, I will serve you till I die. But I didn't have any condition because I didn't have anything to bargain with God. I was at rock bottom. I got saved in the Forsyth County Jail, in the basement, in the laundry room, folding sheets and towels. So when I received a holy visitation from God, I did not try to bargain with him. The only thing I said to him was, if you will save me, I will serve you 
till I die. That was in 1994. And the Lord saved me immediately. I knew that I would never use drugs and alcohol again. I knew that I would never be a street prostitute again. I knew that I would never go back to living that old sinful life that I once lived. I knew that. Glory be to God. I didn't know where I was going to live. I didn't have an address because I was homeless. I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. I didn't even know if I was going to prison again. But one thing I knew was that I was going to serve God till I die. I knew that I was going to serve him all of my life for the rest of my life. And that is what I said. I said, Lord, if you will save me, I will serve you till I die. And the Lord saved me. He did a wonderful, glorious work right there on the spot. There were some women in that laundry room with me, and they told what happened to me. When we finished the laundry, everybody went back to their cell blocks, and they told what happened to me down in that laundry room. And they began to make bets against me. They said, we give her two weeks and she'll be back on crack. Then some others said, oh, I give her two weeks and she'll be back prostituting. And somebody else said, we give her two weeks and she'll be back in jail. Thanks be unto God. It has been 30 years in March. It will be 30 years, and God has kept me by his mighty power. And I want to give him praise tonight. I want to give him praise because he has been so good to me. And I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. So when I got saved, I wanted God to fix everything. I wanted him to overturn my mistakes. He forgave me. He did. He forgave me the minute I repented of my sins. The word of God says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I knew I was forgiven, and I knew I was redeemed. But after a while, I started longing for my children. I wanted to be a mother again. And as I was driving to South Carolina this Sunday morning to preach the gospel, I started talking to God about my situation with my children. You see, a family member had gotten custody of my children. I'm trying to help somebody out tonight. My parental rights 
I had been stripped of my parental rights. So they said the children no longer belong to me. So I began to have a conversation with God as I drove. I had a three-hour drive. I began to have this conversation with God. And I asked God for my children back. And as I was driving, I must have cried all the way, Carolina, to that little church. As I was driving, I heard God say, Jan, give the children to me. And that wasn't what I wanted to hear. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. But I couldn't say to the Lord, Lord, you don't understand. Because I knew he did understand. Because the word of God says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. So I knew that God knew what I was feeling because he gave up his only begotten son. So I couldn't say, Lord, you don't understand how I feel. And I couldn't offer God anything to to work this miracle for me. I, I I couldn't offer him anything. All I could do was cry. That's all I could do. Because I wanted God to do something. I wanted God to help me. I wanted God to fix this. And instead of him doing that, he said, Jan, give the children to me. And I just hurt, and I cried. And I cried all the way till I parked that car at the church. And I dried my tears, and then I went inside, and I preached the gospel. And God and I never revisited that conversation again. I had to trust him, even where I didn't understand. I had to say yes to the Lord, even when it hurt. I had to say, according to your word, Lord, be it unto me, even though that was not what I wanted to say. I had to pray for other people as a minister of the gospel to regain custody of their children when I didn't have one. I had to pray who were going through the same thing. I prayed for so many women who were either lost custody of their children or were going through the the process, the court system, and I prayed for them that 
they would not have to go through that. The hardest thing I ever went through was to let God have his way. He was crushing me. And I had to allow him. I had to say, according to your will, Lord, be it unto me. God, I give you my yes. I don't understand it. I don't know how you're going to work this out. But my answer is yes. Abraham, when he was asked to take his son up on Mount Moriah and sacrifice him, the child of promise, the one that Sarah and he had waited for all those years. And then God said, take thy son, thy only son, and sacrifice him on Mount Moriah. You see, God is not going to ask you for something that is of no value to you. God is going to ask you for the thing that means the most to you. Because when God tested Abraham, he said, now I know that you will withhold. God wants to know, and he's going to test you, and he's going to prove you to see, do you love him with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind? Or is there something that you value more than him? Something that you will say, God, I can't give this up. God, I can't let this go. God, this you're asking too much of me. God's going to test you in that area. Mary was being tested, but she had the faith. She didn't understand it. She couldn't comprehend it. Her mind couldn't even fathom it. You know, we say in in, in these modern times, she couldn't even wrap her her brain around that. How am I going to be pregnant and unmarried and I have never been with a man? Artificial insemination didn't exist then. For Mary's answer to the angel Gabriel was, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. She never asked the question. She never said, what's going to become of me? She never said, what are people going to think of me? She never said, Lord, am I going to be stoned to death for this? Her answer was, yes, Lord. According to your word, be it unto me. No matter what I got to go through, 
no matter what this looks like, no matter how bad, I'm going to be made to feel. My answer is yes, Lord. God is looking for somebody tonight. He's been talking to you. He's been trying to get you to to do something for him. And you've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. You've been running from God. But tonight, God is looking for your yes. Just give God your yes. Trust him. Tell God, even if it means I'm going to lose my life, my answer is yes, God. And watch him work it out. Glory be to God. So many times we try to serve God with our own conditions. We try to serve God as long as God do what I want. Now, I'm with you. But the minute you start going south for me, God, that's where I got to get off this train. And so many people serve God that way. When disasters and catastrophes strike, so many people have quit following God. They have found fault in him. They have blamed God for the death of a loved one. And they have become angry with God. And they stopped serving him. But when everything was going good, as long as they had their idol, they said they were devout followers of Jesus Christ. And the minute they lost somebody along the way, somebody that they loved dearly, they said, that's it. I can't go any farther. So many people stopped following Jesus when he told them, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood. The Bible said many turned back. They could not follow him anymore. For one thing, they didn't understand what he was talking about. They thought he was talking about cannibalism. He was talking about becoming one with him. Because their carnal minds could not understand the spiritual process or principle, they turned back. They left off from following him. And then you had some, they were just following him for the fishes and the loaves. We got some Christians like that today. We call them fair weather Christians. They only follow Jesus as long as Jesus blesses them. You know, we like to say God is good all the time, and all the time God is good, and that is so true. But you got to think about what you're saying here. 
You're saying God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Good when I can't see my way. He's good when I don't understand what he's doing. He's good when my heart is aching. He's still good. I always say if he's God when I'm on the mountain, then he's God when I'm in the valley. He's good. Every act of God is a righteous act of God. No man can charge God foolishly. God is good all the time. When my body is racking with pain, God is good. When I can't remember where I laid my keys, God is good. When my child is in the hospital and the doctor says he has an incurable disease, God is good. When the oncologist is called in because they see something on the x-ray, God is good. No matter what I'm going through, God is good. He can be nothing but good. Glory be to God. So no matter what I got to go through, no matter what hill I got to climb, no matter what mountain I'm trying to get up, no matter what river I got to cross, my answer is yes, God. Though it may seem impossible, my answer is yes, Lord. Yes to your word. Yes to your will. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to have all the details. You know, when I was strung out on crack cocaine, I couldn't see how I was going to come out of that. I could not see my way out. They have a saying. They said, once a crackhead, always a crackhead. So I thought I was going to die like so many of the other girls who who met horrible deaths in those streets. But God had a plan for my life. And he spared my life. And he brought me out. He brought up my soul out of a horrible pit. So I dare not say no to God about anything. Whether I understand it or not, my answer And that's what God wants to hear from you tonight. He wants your yes. I've learned by now 
and say yes to the Lord. And my friend, I speak to you now by the Spirit of God. The hand of God has been on your life when you were in your mother's womb. Even when you try to run and hide, he'll find you. And he still wants you. He still loves you and has a great plan and purpose for your life. If you're not tired of running from him, you will be. If you're not tired of hiding from him and questioning him and doubting him, you will be. You will surrender completely to God and say yes. And when you do, he will use you to the fullest extent. God will get the glory out of your life if you just say yes to him. He will use your every experience. The hurt, the pain, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Everything you've had to endure, every mistake that you've ever made, God, who is all wise, will use it to bless others to advance his kingdom. He will be greatly glorified in your life. My friend, and he will grace you to handle all that comes with being chosen and called by him. So I want to pray this prayer with you tonight. If you would, repeat after me. Yes, Father, I hear you. The word of the Lord tells us, my sheep hear my voice. They know me, and another they will not follow. So we acknowledge tonight, God, that we hear you calling us. And we thank you for speaking directly to my heart. I say yes to you, Lord. I say yes to your way, to your plan, and yes to your great love for me. I can't run or hide from your presence. You have called me, you have chosen me, and my answer is yes. Be glorified in my life and help me to continue to say yes to you every day. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. If you have given God your yes, I want to congratulate you. Hallelujah. I want to read John 15 and verse 16. No, not 16. I mean, John 15. Glory be to God. And verse 16. And he said, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That means that it should last. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. And we're going to turn Psalm 139 and look at a few verses there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 139 verses 1 through 18. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. But there is not a word in my tongue. But lo, O Lord, Thou knowest it all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from me, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reign, Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made that my soul knoweth right 
well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance. Yet being unperfect and in thy book, hallelujah, all my members were written. Glory be to God. Which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. You see, some of us are trying to do things in our own strength. And those things have not prospered. And I want to remind you, this is what the scripture says in John 15 and 5. He says, I am the vine, and ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Tonight's message is very simple. Give God your yes. 2024 is just around the corner. When you blink, it will be 2024. Give God your yes now before this new season begins. Before we enter this new season, let's have a little talk with Jesus and tell God, I may not understand everything that you are asking of me, but my answer is yes. If you say yes to the Lord, you will not regret it. This is your hostess, evangelist, Janet Taylor, coming to you live tonight from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. I pray that this message has blessed and encouraged somebody. Hallelujah. And that you are rethinking things. Hallelujah. But I pray that you don't even think about this. That you will say what Mary said to Jesus' disciples. Whatever he say, just do it. This is your hostess, Evangelist Janet Taylor. This message has ministered to someone tonight. It ministered to me. 
I know somebody's wondering, well, did she ever get her children back? I didn't get to raise my children. They were raised by a family. But God is restoring us as a family. And I have this promise from him found in the book of Joel. Joel 2 and 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the cankerworms, the caterpillars, and the palmer worms, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you and my shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of thee and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. I have this promise from God. I have seen God restore two of my children, our relationship. I am believing him and trusting him for the third one. Will you pray with me concerning that? Hallelujah. I believe that God's going to do it no matter how impossible it may seem. You see, that day when I was driving to South Carolina to preach the word, I gave God my yes. And I have continued traveling the roads and the highways and byways, even the airways, to preach this. Gospel of Jesus because it is the power unto salvation. And I know the great transformation that has been made in my life because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am persuaded, as Job said. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job went on to say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I trust God. And even if he never does anything else for me, My answer is still yes. Glory, Holly. I have given you my yes. 
and I won't take it back. Whether you bless me or not, my answer to the Lord is yes. I want to encourage somebody tonight who's listening to the sound of my voice. You may be facing a very difficult situation. God may be asking you to let go of something or someone, and you are struggling with that. I want to encourage you tonight. If you will give God your yes, you will never regret it. I studied about the life of Catherine Coleman, someone who God used mightily in this nation. And she met a man and she fell in love and they ran off together. But she found no peace. She found no peace. She found no peace. And in less than a month, she returned unto the Lord. She let go of that man because her love for God greater than any. gave God her yes. And she was never with another man again in her life. She sold out unto the Lord. God is looking for your yes tonight. He's looking for your commitment tonight. He's waiting for your yes. Give God your yes. May God bless you. May you be strengthened and encouraged by tonight's message. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. Here at www.wallsoffiredeliverancemin.com. You can email us at jet245 at msn.com. If you'd like to call us, you can do so at 336-830-0601. If you feel led by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to send a donation, you can through PayPal or through Zelle. And the ID code is JET245 at MSN.com. We encourage you to join us for the Sweet Hour of Prayer, Monday through Saturday, 12 noon, Sunday night at 8 p.m., 
Eastern Standard Time. We pray for one hour. Jesus said to his disciples, can you not pray with me for one hour? The phone number to the prayer line is area code 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716-5050, followed by the pound sign. That's Monday through Saturday at 12 noon and Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you live in another time zone, you will have to adjust your time. As we close with uplifted hands, now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That comes from Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 through 21. God bless you. This is your hostess, Evangelist Janet Taylor, signing off tonight. Happy New Year, and God bless you.